If you're the kind of dad who screams at his kid's game at the top of his lungs for nine innings and then gets in the car and on the ride home you say, you know what, we could use more officials, then this is the podcast for you. We are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. We are the podcast celebrating dad, wherever dad may be from, whatever dad may do. Welcome to week number two, episode number nine, calling this episode Balls, Strikes, Dads. (laughs) Why? Because we have Tom Esser, one of the most experienced high school officials across five sports from the state of New Jersey. We're going to learn a little bit more about Tom and why in God's name he has decided to coach like over thousands and thousands of games over his 40-something year career. Hey, my name is Adam D. And right now it is my great pleasure to introduce my good friend and almost a newly minted umpire himself. Almost. Coach Randy. Hi, Coach. Uh, Hey, hey. I just had my last... uh... My last night of training of my as my umpire cadet, uh, so I cadet. Have, I'm a cadet. Uh huh. I'm a cadet, and we'll talk more about that with. Yeah. Uh, Thank you, sir. May I have another. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Uh, but that was very funny. I love how you, I I love how you said the word balls. Well, anytime I say <laughs> something with double entendre, yes. you just get all giddy. I, I mean, cannot help it's it. It's like it's like an instant. Resort to you being a twelve-year-old boy. Well, just you saying balls, maybe, maybe uh-huh. feel good. And there you inside. are again. You said yeah, it one absolutely. more time. Balls. Okay. And you, and you hesitated, like you're waiting for something, but I chose not to because the intro part is all about Adam D. I never interfere with the balls. I'd like to think that by now, hopefully, <laughs> our listeners are still staying tuned to this podcast. Some may have uh, gone on to Joe Rogan. I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but very cool. That's you know, again, very much looking forward to this this guest because, you know. This guest was a gift for you. Oh, my god! Somebody I ran so into. A super experienced official, a super experienced five umpire. Five sports, right? Five sports? Five sports. He's going to tell us which five sports they are. Um, I'm sure there are some. Hopefully not pickleball. I've had it with the pickleball. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm done with pickleball. Enough. Enough with the I mean, pickleball, it's like uh, one of the fastest growing sports, especially uh, for, for people be, above the age of 50. 70 years. It's, 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 yeah, it's enough. Yeah, you know, yeah. again, it's tennis for lazy people. It's a combination of tennis... Uh, I guess badminton, uh, racquetball. I don't know. All I know is that and ping pong. The people who play it have gotten meaner and more territorial. I went to play basketball with my son Aiden at the yes. JCC, and and now they're bringing pickleball indoors. And this one woman came running out to us. When I say running, I mean shuffling, yeah. right? Because they don't move too fast. Because they're pretty slow. And I, <laughs> she says, "Don't you know it's pickleball time?" <laughs> I said, I did it. Pickleball time. I said, I didn't know it, but now because you were such a friendly soul with your little racket and your glow-in-the-dark wiffle ball, I now know it's pickleball time. And it's time for us to move off the basketball court because clearly you have dominated all of the indoor, and I can't find a tennis court for the life of me to actually play All the tennis courts have been converted into pickleball courts. So what do tennis players do? You have to like join a club now? Listen, all I know is that I'm so glad we're not here to talk about pickleball because we could spend hours just goofing 
on pickleball. You know, I actually do that bit. <laughs> do I you do really? That bit in comedy. I yeah. have a whole thing about weird sports. Yeah. Uh-huh. And um, I have actually done that bit at a country club where a lot of pickleball is played. <laughs> and some folks got pissed off at me and they came at me with their little rackets. But because you don't move so much in pickleball, I just moved you back. You just moved back, yes. And I didn't get hurt. You were, you were okay because it, whoa, you gave them a, a wax on and a wax That's off right. and you were fine. Yeah. <laughs> Evasive maneuvers, which took just one step. One step Going back. backwards. That's good It's shit. just a jump to the left. <laughs> a little, little slight it's, step to the right. To the right, yeah. yeah. And then you know what else you do? Put your hands on your hips. The Rocky Horror Picture Show. I've missed you so much. The time warp. I'm so glad we're back into our our ninth ninth season. This is ninth season episode, episode number two. two coach. We, we've got an uh, uh, an official. Um, I'm just finishing up my umpire cadet program. Yeah. Uh, I cannot wait. It's been a pretty good week. Um, it is. Uh, my my daughter took her driving test, um, and uh, we're we're. We're, we're got a third driver in the family. <laughs> got a third coach. driver in the family, and, and I get it. So, so your your daughter had a yeah. uh, had a birthday recently. Yes. So yeah. you're uh you know you're like dad of the year. Well, so far, and you got her a car. Yes, and, and I got to hear about this whole experience about when the car pulled up because it was almost like parade style. It wasn't like you went to a lot and you yeah. haggled and you went through that whole yeah, no, but like, like all Saturday no, afternoon. No, no, listen, like I like mentioned last week, it was a, it was a surprise mm-hmm. uh, and it was a really good deal. But uh, um, it was, uh, again, like I said, it was Carvana and I don't get any, I get no. <laughs> they're not sponsoring. They're not sponsoring. They're not Becky Berman. Uh, they're not Becky Berman, but certainly uh, it was, it was really great. And uh She's happy. We got a third driver in the house. But the amazing thing is, is now my oldest daughter, this, this, her birthday, she turns 28, 28, 28. And there's a big happening with her. Yes. And listen, you know, as I mentioned last week, she's engaged. Yeah. She's getting married. So she's 28. She's getting married. I just think, you know what? I'm getting effing old. Yeah. But you know what? Like you said, you had a do over. Well, I did have a duo. So you have you have you know different daughters or different yeah. kids because I know you have a son too. Yeah, who are going through different life cycle events, um, and but you're you're like getting the bookends because you got a cup. You have one in high school, one in middle school. Yep. And then you have two that are out and At living, the, profe- living, living the professional well, dream. And and so it is. It's great that she's. Tw- you have to understand, twenty eight. You remember what it's like when you were 28. Yeah. What were you doing in your life when you were 28? Can I tell you? Please. I actually got married at 28. See? Yeah. So you were getting married. I was a parent at 28. Yeah. That's messed up. Mm-hmm. And she's getting married. So it's uh, uh, it's an exciting time in her life. I mean, she's an adult. She's I'm really proud of her. But uh, it is, it's just been, it's, it's been a wild time. It's this is going to be a heck time. of a year for you, man. So far, I mean, you have 20, time for this bad to the dad business. I, for you, I always have time okay. for bad. I mean, don't to just the do dad. it for me. Do it for our listeners. I mean, I do it for no. folks in Luxembourg. Coach Randy is going to make the time. <laughs> I always make the time. Those people in France as well, yeah. and I think Somalia and one other place, right? Well, I don't know. I don't know if we've uh, quite reached some, but the country of Chad. Yeah, the country. But yeah. well, we're very, very fortunate to be playing all over. It's 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 a universal language, dadhood. <laughs> <laughs> and we're so. Thrilled listeners that wherever you might be listening from, and your daughter, uh, and your, your, you know, you've got uh, college acceptances. Oh, we're so close. We're so you've close. You've got, you got, you got golf beginning for uh, for Aiden. Yeah, we have the end of the uh, girls' basketball season too, and yeah. I, I have to say, you know, shout out to the West Orange girls' basketball team. It is really quite a sisterhood, and I love the fact that it's a it's a diverse team. Um, you know, my daughter is probably one of only two white girls, so she is considered diverse. 
on this team. Absolutely. It's sort of the flip. But, um, you know, this is, again, why we love living in this town and why I love our kids uh, doing sports and the music program because there are so many different lifestyles and so many different cultures that are represented in this town. And to me, that's that's the greatest learning experience. Well, I have to admit, I know last week we were so tied up with so many different things we talked about. We had the, you know, we had the dag eats in the den, right, everything else. But I saw this picture of Aiden on your refrigerator when you were over celebrating the uh, Super Bowl. Yeah, what a young man he's turned into. He's like he's like a he's like a handsome little kid. He's, he's a mensch, you know. And he's got the he's got the whole uniform on. I mean, it's basically from the head up. You got to be proud of him for, I, for what I, he did. I'm very proud of him. I think high school's been very very good for him. Yeah. The problem is, this is a true story. Like from behind, I can't tell my son. Apart from other kids, his age and <laughs> yes. his height, well, because yeah. they all have like this mushroom cloud hair Hairstyle, thing going yeah. on in the front of their head. Yeah. They're all about the same height, and they all mumble in the same tone. <laughs> and the thing that I always are they mumblers? I, I, they're, they're all mumblers, and yeah. I, I marvel at now. Look, the kid's doing really well in school. He's yeah. involved with extracurriculars. Yeah. He's he's a good kid. But what I find funny is when he actually does speak with his friends, mm-hmm. the conversation is a lot like this. <laughs> and everyone ends up at the 7-Eleven. Miraculously, everybody knows where to go. This is 7-Eleven. They all end up? Or, or Frank's Pizza or Anthony, what is it? Anthony Franco's Anthony Franco's, yes. Yeah, they all end up in the right place yeah. through some sort of method of communication that is completely incoherent to yeah. an adult. <laughs> they, all speak, they all speak Tinglish. It's like all, all Cro-Magnon oh. men trying to speak about arranging plans. Oh. <laughs> Hockey game. Seven <laughs> 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 Eleven. Yeah. Extra funny. cheese. Well, all I know is that uh, it was a good week. We got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, I'm excited to, to get into I think our listeners are going to like our conversation uh, with today's guest. Thank you once again for uh, pulling out there. Um, and I guess uh, I'm looking forward to having our listeners hear our conversation. And please let us know what you think. Contact us at badtothedad.com is the email. Contact us at badtothedad.com or simply DM us. Coming up on Bad to the Dad, it is sports official Tom Esser. Stay here. Hi, everyone. Adam D. here. You know, the North Jersey counties of Essex, Union, and Morris have become very popular because of their competitive school system, great parks, civic living, but the housing market has gotten red hot. So if you're planning on moving to these counties, you're going to want to have somebody on your side, a real strong advocate that knows the market and lives here too. And that is Idan Karen of the Stan K team, the top 1% of realtors in the area. You want to reach out to Adon, he is going to take care of you. You can contact him by phone at 516-730-4726. Or you can find him on Instagram at Adon.Realtor. That's I-D-A-N dot Realtor on Instagram. Adon Karen from the Stan KT. You can't go wrong. We are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D, the podcast celebrating dad, 
social media. It's a great place to communicate. It's a great place to find information. And you can find tons of it about Bad to the Dad by visiting at Bad to the Dad on most social media platforms. Of course, that includes Instagram, Facebook. I think we're even twitting every once in a while. When There's the a twit every now and then. Every now and again. And uh, your present company excluded, of course. So and of course, you, the past tense of twit. We won't go there. We will we? not go there because this is, depending on the guest, a family show. So social media, great place to find information about Bad to the Dad. We, of course, have a website because you still have to have one of those. And it's also a great place to download the podcast episodes if you don't feel like doing it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. So the website is a good option for downloading the podcast. Please interact with us. You have a guest idea, a show idea. Maybe you want to sponsor Maybe you got some discretionary cash lying around and you have a small business and you'd like to sponsor. Our rates are pretty inexpensive. I think you'd be surprised. So email us at contact us at badtothedad.com. Once more, contact us at badtothedad.com. Coach, as I said in the A block, my my job as a guest booker yes. is to find remarkable people. And I don't know how you do it. You seem to find them all the time. Well, you know, it, it helps when you you work for a company that finds a, a, a wide array of people with a wide array of interests and hobbies and extracurricular activities. And sometimes you find the guests. Other times the guests find you. Oh, I love that deep analogy. Yeah, so I definitely overused it over the course of the last eight seasons. But, you know, it keeps it, it keeps being a winner for us. Because it's all about winning. Winning. Hashtag. <laughs> Charlie Sheen? I'm shooting for him. All right. Well, uh, I'm glad you have uh, that high a bar with a, when it comes to role models. But I know you're in the process of becoming a certified, or I think certifiable, softball umpire. Absolutely. Softball, NJSIAA, USA Softball. I'm almost finished my, and they call us cadets. Well, like, like there's a hazing, there's an initiation. <laughs> so far, and these guys are a few years older than I am, but they're really great guys. And uh, there's many females as well. What happens when you stop being a cadet? Like when you actually pass, what you become an umpire. Are you actually be called, you're called I'm an, an umpire. official umpire. Ah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, I, I ran into a guest that I just couldn't resist booking this guy as soon as we could. He happens to be a work colleague of mine. And again, sometimes you find work colleagues who are multidimensional. Our guest today, Tom Esser is multidimensional. He is probably one of the most experienced high school sports officials in the state of New Jersey. We're going to learn all about that. Tom Esser, it is a pleasure to have you on Bad to the Dad. Thanks for coming on. Oh, thank you for having me. Can't Tom, wait. I know I like my icebreaker questions, right? Our sure. For you questions. So here's one for you. You've been involved in sports for a number of years. So you probably like a good sports movie. In your opinion, what is the best sports movie? Um, I'm going to go with Rudy. Um, Rudy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, he didn't really take too long to think about that one. So why Rudy over all the other epic sports films out there? Um, it, it, it does create the football atmosphere correctly. And mm -hmm. also the, there's emotions throughout the whole thing. Just, I mean, even for a guy, you, you can, you can shed a tear in that one. When he gets that letter that accepts him into Notre Dame, that's one of the most emotional uh scenes in any movie you know so yeah um and the fact that he gets on the field at the end he doesn't even know what he's doing and and he you know he gets to make that play you know even though that's not 
really how it was, but we'll, we'll go with it for cinema, cinema town. Really, really, uh, you know, really. yeah. Based on a true story. Too. Based on a true yeah. story. Well, yeah. how about you, Coach? You have a favorite, you know, so favorite sports. Film? I always think about this. I actually cried all sports movies. I mean, Major League cried, just cried. Caddyshack, Caddyshack cried. <laughs> you just can't help but cry because you know it's it's. it's I about cried to more become, in Caddyshack too. It's the about fact to become that it was made. The, the Masters champion, right? So <laughs> these are stories that are so real. Uh, you know, I could say Miracle. Oh, that was that was pretty. Good. But I shan't. You shan't. I shan't okay. say Miracle. All right. For me, hands down, the best sports movie, Bull Durham. Oh, wow. Hands down, because there is laughter, comedy, a guy in the minor leagues. It's like a rom-com, oh, too, right? It's rom-com, but no, hands down, he discovers he's going he's gonna to become the single leading leader of home runs in the minor leagues. Minor leagues, yeah. That's his, that is his claim to fame, <laughs> which means absolutely nothing in the world of baseball. And he meets, oh, it's a great story. I, for me, it's Bull Durham. What Bull about Durham. you, Adam D? Um, for me, it's the movie Victory. Now, are you familiar with Victory? Is Tom? that, that interesting? Do you know Victory? Let's see if Tom. Uh, absolutely. Pele and uh, uh, Sylvester Stallone, right? Pele, Sylvester yeah. Stallone, and Michael Kay. Michael Kane. And when you say Michael Kay, you have to have the right amount of nasal. All right. So <laughs> the reason why I love this film is it's three, um, I think, American POWs in a, in a German camp. Uh, all right. And yeah. in order to gain their freedom, they have to play soccer against, you know, some of the top. Nazi soccer players. Let's go the longest yard. I mean, come on. Uh, I don't know, but you know, Stallone is the goalie, and they and they have this opportunity to just escape without playing the second half. But they're like, no, we want to play the second half and dominate the Germans. And it was a gamble that paid off. I know it's fiction, but I don't know for its time. I I thought it was kind of a neat film. Yep, neat. Yeah, people were saying neat back in 1980. You know, when the Cosmos were still playing. So. <laughs> I don't know. Well, Tom, thank you for that. Now I'm going to go back and, and watch Rudy and try to tap into that emotional nerve, but awesome stuff. Hey, so, you know, we talked about you being an official. Um, right. Do you know how many games you have officiated in five sports? Okay. So in, um, in baseball, I've been umpiring for 43 years um, since I was 13 years old. 40, so 40, and, Wow. And I, I average 300 games a year. So just, just do the math, you know? So, um, not gonna, the, the Irish doesn't yeah, listen to yeah. our show, so we're not going to talk about that here. Yeah, gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And that's, that's, um, that's, just, baseball. that's, that's just baseball. Just, that's just baseball, softball, uh, football. I do about 25 a year, soccer, about 25 a year basketball. Today was my 151st game of the year. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and that was uh, an all-star game in Middlesex County. Just uh, that's a that's a uh, a freebie. We we all do that for we throw one game a year f to the to the uh, state for so that's, you know that's, for, that's, that's, your the other that's your pro bono is what you're saying. My, that's my pro bono. And then I I uh, uh, so so yeah, I'm out there. Listen, if the weather's nice, I'm out there. So no hockey. You're not a hockey. I do not do hockey. Uh, or volleyball. Volleyball is very political, very hard to get into. Yeah, um, and lacrosse, I haven't yet. What, um, what about what about rowing? Nope. I don't know if there's officials for rowing. There are officials in rowing. They look at that. Boat. They sit in a yep. boat. I know this for a fact. Well, then you have tennis and track too, right? which is no. But rowing is they sit in a boat like far away and make sure that tennis. Tennis is a, a net sport that the two players officiate themselves in a high school. Uh, event. So, what about same, with, same with golf. Yep. What about wrestling? 
wrestling i would love to get into uh, i have not yet though yeah so you have to have all the different gear as a as an official right you do correct yeah, i know uh, i i know as an umpire for softball that sent me back almost six hundred dollars well you know what they're doing they, I, i'm sure randy they must did this for you but the njsi this year you pay the 200 up front and you, so you pay the stuff back. up front yeah but it's like it's like right. a few dollar reimbursement that covers your dues so, which is nice. Uh, that's because yeah. you know why they're desperate for umpires and officials, aren't correct. they? Correct, correct. And and but honestly, uh, I think I told Adam this before. I I I I started a charity over twenty five years ago where I collect used sports equipment and I donated to the people that could use it. And a lot of people who are retiring from umpiring and officiating, they give me their gear and I forward it to cadets. So somebody like yourself. Well, I didn't uh, know you last week. You got I, I, I know, I know, I know, I know. Six hundred freaking dollars. Here's the thing: is because it's softball, baseball. You need plate shoes, you need turf shoes, and of course, you need the NJSIAA shirt, you need the ASA softball oh, shirt. They make you pay for that? Oh, all this stuff. It's 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 it's. Listen, I guess that's part of it. That means, but it's basketball. You also have to have the basketball uniform, right? The bas- basketball and football are very very similar. It's a striped shirt. Uh-huh. However, in football, it's collared versus in uh, basketball, it's a V-neck. It's the same shirt, but you have to pay extra. You have to pay for the football one because it has a collar and a uh-huh. basketball one because it's uh, because it's not a collar. So now it's, that's, now that's it's sounding like a scam. Yeah. Now, <laughs> Tom, it's sounding like a racket now. now so it's, I, I do yeah. want to ask you about. Yep. If you don't mind, there's so much I want to ask you about. Um, yeah, well, this guy would help you. You no. know, you're you're just you're there's, like there's you're no. like a bay. You're like an you're like a, a well, novice, uh, a know, neophyte of officiating. We have this yet, guy's got, yes. you know, well, thousands of years of officiating. So we have yet to have the opportunity to to ump together. I'm a former baseball coach, you know, and I I travel. I was actually involved uh, in the off season. I I went down to uh, uh, New Jersey, um, the uh, the just judiciary committee, and I uh, spoke mm-hmm. on behalf of protecting umpires. Uh, in the state and officials uh, from parents and coaches um, and that we need to have some protections for officials. So I was down there a few weeks ago, uh, but there's one thing I've learned. I think the craziest official, I mean, just because the way it is, is basketball, because all the parents and coaches, that little, that, that gymnasium, why would you choose to be do basketball? So, so in basketball, I, not only did I play, high school football, basketball, and baseball. And then in college, I played a little football and baseball uh, again. Um, I think when you walk onto the court in basketball, as long as you know the sport more than the rest of those people that are sitting there who claim they do, um, I think you get away with it. Uh, I think you, they're, they're uh, respectful, of, respectful of your calls. When they see me, um, because they see me so often, um, it they 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 already know what they're going to get. What um, towns now, What towns usually go to? What counties? So I'm pretty much, um, let's just say in baseball, softball, I do Hudson, because I used to work there, Somerset, Union, Hunterdon, and Middlesex. Okay. Um, in football, because there's so many games on a Friday night, you're, we're basically centrally located, uh, Middlesex County, Union County, gotcha, Somerset okay. County. And then the same with basketball. Um, I'm local, you know, and okay. so the, there's maybe the seven central Jersey counties. 
Gotcha. All right. Because I'm I'm Essex, I'm Bergen, I'm Union, uh, kind of kind of around that area. Right. Um, is it safe to say, and through my research I know, is it safe to say that there's a unique that parents have certainly changed their attitudes and approaches in youth sports? Have you noticed that? Yes, 100 percent Um although although and, and you know, we I, I don't want to ever sound like one of those guys that says when I was growing up, it was you know, we killed a polar bear on the way to school with our loose leaf notebook. Uh, I'm not that kind of guy. I, I'm not going to say it was better during we my used time. Our thumbs. We, didn't, you, we didn't use notebooks. We used our thumbs. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm thinking that because um, I'll, I'll give you an example. I was down at a Little League game. Um, I'm the head umpire in my town here. So I have a, a bunch of kid cadets under me that coach that they they umpire all the little kids in town. And then there's a group of guys who worked for me just doing the major league, 12-year-old. So you have a bunch of 14-year-olds doing 8 and 10 you, right? Correct. Correct. Exactly. So um, I was down, and and I go around and observe, and I watch the kids making sure they're being protected, making sure none of the coaches are saying anything stupid to them. And I heard a grandfather yell out, and I knew the guy. He yelled out, you can strike this kid out. He stinks. Oh. And this was at a maybe eight U baseball game. And he was talking to his grandson who was pitching against a kid who was batting. And when he yelled it out, I, I remember yelling at him and uh, saying, you know, his father's sitting there. His mother's sitting there. How would you like it if, you know, but if you remember during our time, those things were said. Like this, of course they were. You want a pitcher, not a belly itcher. And I, and I was always a belly itcher, so that was what, I, what happened <laughs> yeah, to me. Yeah, I was in right field. I, you know, all, all the time. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I know the jokes. Um, so, but when you hear uh, somebody say that anymore, it's it. People are taken aback, and I'm telling you right now, when when I was growing up, those things were said. I had coaches call me aside and say, "Tom, come on, this kid stinks. You can get him out." And people said those things back then, and now, um. You, you, people are curbed about that. They more yell at their own kids now. They yell at the umpires and they yell at their own kids. And you hear that more and more parents yelling at their own kids. How crazy the is that, that they're yelling and screaming at a bunch of eight and 10 year olds? It, it is absolutely crazy. This year I was doing a um, USABL. This is something you're going to get into probably uh-huh. Randy, very, very right. quickly. Um, it's the United States Amateur Baseball. Academy. <laughs> yep, got that. And he, mildly he involved. Owned, thank you for the explanation. <laughs> and he's got, what, maybe 20,000 games going every weekend in yeah. the state of New Jersey. Yeah. And uh, I had parents at one point. I looked over. They were sitting in, they were in the where the on-deck batter's circle was. And they were, they were talking to their son who was pitching. And not one pitch did this kid throw that didn't make a comment about it. And the kid was 10. And yeah. every single pitch, get his elbow up, get your arm, get this, get this. And then when he got up to bat, every single pitch, they made a comment. And I finally turned and I said to the head coach, are they coaches? And they said, no. And I go, what are yeah. they doing there? And he goes, we were, we were hoping you could kick them out. And I said, That was my question, Tom. So at, at, at what right. point do you have to regulate parents? And at what point do you coach the coaches to regulate the parents, even if they're, they're coaching their own kids? Well, just this happened yesterday. I was doing a, a, 
it was an elite basketball game, 14U. And um, the coaches were really, really bad behaved. Thank God they weren't yelling at me. They were yelling more at my partner. However, I, I, did, I pulled my teacher voice and I screamed at both of them to get in the middle of the court. I stopped the game and I said their behavior was influencing the parents to speak yes. the same way to us, which then influenced the kids to speak to us yes. that way. And mm -hmm. I said, and that's what has to stop. If the coaches will stop their bad behavior, it won't influence the rest of the crowd to act the same. Yeah. Now, Tom, I know you've got a ton of stories about <laughs> bad behavior. Yeah. And I'm sure for every one of those stories, you probably have a few about some of the more humorous things or the more enjoyable things that happen on the field or the court. Can you share a couple with us? Yeah. 99% of the time, I walk off the field and get my hands uh, shook by both coaches. Um, now, obviously, playoffs are coming up for Central Jersey Basketball League right now. And we even got the email saying, hey, coaches are going to be a little bit worse behaved now um, as the playoffs are coming around. However, one of my favorite stories about bad parenting, first of all, is my friend was coaching at Immaculata High School in Somerville, and a father walked onto the field right up to him coaching third base during the game and asked why his son was playing the outfield and batting last. Um, when my, my friend turned to the father and said, well, what is, what do you mean? That's what he's got. And he goes, yeah, but he bats fourth and plays shortstop for me on the weekends. On the club team, right? For his club team. And it's, yes. and it's, uh, and my friend said, well, who's the coach? And he goes, I am. And he goes, well, that's why he's batting fourth and playing shortstop. Um, and he goes, and for our team, he's batting last and playing the outfield. Um, <laughs> one of my, one of my uh, favorite stories was a mother who came up to me in the parking lot as I was getting dressed for a game. And she said, Hey, Tom, can I ask you a question? Is my son good? And it was a tough question because, you know, I knew the kid. I knew, well, you know, and being good is relative. And you're an official. You're and, not a coach and, at this and, time, and, right? And, and Correct. But relative, she knows, depending on who you I'm know. On the field, right. I'm on the field. I'm seeing this kid over the years. And I just said, what do you mean? And, and I don't want to use names or anything, but I said, what do you mean? And she said, well, my my husband's the coach, and he always seems to bat fourth, bat third, pitch, and play shortstop. And she goes, I don't think he's that good. <laughs> and I said, Mama's always right. And That's I said, you know, you know when you're mom. gonna. I said, you know when you're gonna know. And she goes, when? And I go, when he gets to high school and your husband's not coaching anymore. Mm. And that's true too. Yeah, yeah, that's that's when somebody else's opinion is going to matter. Yeah. Um. So my, this is the story that I was going to, uh, Adam, I told Adam about. So this is the one I've been uh, waiting for, right? Yeah. This is as we would say so, the big McGillah. Yeah. So I'm doing a fall 13U championship game, uh, USABL. I'm down in East Windsor area, and I have the winning run. I'm sorry, the tying run at third base, bottom of the seventh, two outs. That's, we a, have a, that, that's a tough situation. And are you right, on the plate have, or are you in the field? I'm on the plate. Okay. Uh, one of my good friends is on the bases. He can't hear anything that's going on at this point, but the kid calls for a curveball. The, the pitcher breaks off a curveball that started from his ear. It took forever to get to the plate. It was as if it was in slow motion. An ephus. Wait, wait, an wait, wait, listen to this. this yeah. Is yeah. As it comes out of his fingers, 
the catcher rips the longest, wettest fart I ever heard in my life from the minute it came out of his fingers until it landed in his glove. It took, the fart took forever and the pitch took forever. And as the pitch was coming in, the batter actually stepped out of the box and looked back at the catcher, looked back at me, uh-huh. and the kid framed it perfectly. The strike. Strike, three, strike three, the batter's out. Randy, you know, there's yeah. no rule against farting in a, in a baseball game. <laughs> the the, the ca- catcher turns to me, tips his mask, looks for me right in the face and said, had to be done. And had ran to, be done. to hug his pitcher. At that point, I'm coming off the field, and the father, the coach, the father of the batter who struck out, is yeah. screaming in my face about that was a, a rule broken. No, there's that, no rule on that. There's Thou no shalt rule. Not on fart. <laughs> You've heard of and, fast, <laughs> fastballs with gas, right? This is curveball. <laughs> there you go. And and the funny thing is, Randy, you're probably going to see this now more and more. Not only do we have a rule book, but we also have a case book because then yes. the case book yes. comes up the with all the strange, yeah. Yeah. strange plays come around. Yeah. That's not in a case book either. So um, I remember out. getting to the parking lot and hearing now three or four dads screaming at me about the fart. That, that, that's the stuff. That's the stuff that is above and beyond. It's like it's game is over. Whatever it is, you're allowed to go home. You you did a great job doing the game. It's a, I mean, not, there's no judgment. There's a, it's a strike. It's and a strike. they're chasing you down the parking lot. Correct. And, and as you guys know, cause I think you said you spent some time talking to uh, the state agencies about um, yeah. bad behavior. You know, this year, Jim Neely, 72 year old man. Oh yeah. Uh, in that Red- was out Redding, in, uh, New Jersey. Out right. in, uh, in Western, uh, Western in Redding, Jersey. Got his, Redding, got his jaw right. clock. That's, Actually, that's why I was down there speaking Correct. on behalf of what is called the penalty box bill. That was yep. a result of what happened to him with that 40-year-old coach from Staten Island. Right. And, and a lot of people don't know, but that gentleman was not the coach of the team. The coach had to leave. The team was losing um, pretty badly. The coach had to leave to go watch one of his other kids play. And he actually asked that gentleman to step in for him. Um, so that interesting all, tidbit thank you for sharing all coaches, all coaches are supposed to be certified to be on the field and he was not a certified official and it's one of the things that's going to come back to bite him as well oh, that's a nice big loss and the whole organization guy. right right hmm. Hmm. So, so so we've learned yeah, here yeah is farting is okay especially is okay. how did you how'd you not break a smile I mean, how did he's right behind the counter too did, behind, did you taste it did you taste it in your mouth <laughs> a little <laughs> Bologna and uh, onions. No, bologna and onions. No. <laughs> and that's not a proper pregame meal. That's not like a peanut butter bologna, jelly sandwich. Bologna and onion is not a pregame well, meal. I mean, did you? I mean, were your eyes watering? I would no, just... no, no. I, I literally, I did probably chuckle because it just seemed to take forever the pitch to get into. And listen, there's a million stories like that. Most of the time, you have such a great time talking to your catcher all game oh, long. God. Well, yeah, and you he also is, have to have he's a, your yeah. guy. Yeah, he's your guy, and usually catchers have a personality to him. So um, it, it's usually a, a, a real fun experience, and they get to know your strike zone, and, and yeah. they they don't they they'll tell the coaches, "Hey, that wasn't a strike," because he hasn't been calling that throw all there all, yeah. all game, you know. Yeah. yeah. No, so I, I'm actually very excited about this next phase of my. I've been a coach, I've been a parent, you know, I'm still a parent with my kids, but uh, that's a very funny story. I, I got to tell you. 
I might even get mad props to a 14U player because that's middle school, early freshman. Yeah, that's yep. genius right there. That's that's the mental that's the mental part of game, man. That's great. If he had been holding that in all game, good for him. Gastrointestinal <laughs> part of the game, you know. And he said had to be done. I don't know if it had to be done as a strategy or it had to be done because he just could not he could, hold it. Couldn't hold it any longer. Nolan, the time was right to let one oh rip. God, that's oh. hysterical. Oh, that's awesome. We're talking to, to Tom Esser. He's one of the most experienced officials in all of high school New Jersey sports and beyond. Tom, you mentioned earlier an organization that you have where people can donate used athletic equipment or officiating equipment. So if somebody has some sports equipment they're no longer using and it's in pretty good shape, how do they get it to you? So, so um, that's the one thing I, I uh, and I appreciate you bringing it up, Adam. Um, I told you a story that I was driving through Asbury Park one day and I saw kids playing basketball and there were 60 kids on the court with one basketball. And my wife and I just turned around, went home, got a couple extra basketballs, threw them out to the kids. And then that's where it snowballed from there. Um, and since then, I've given away 65,000 pieces of equipment, wow. including over close to 100 bicycles. Give them out to Rutgers students all the time because uh, that's a big campus and kids, you know, usually can't have a car on campus their first couple of years and so on. Um, golf equipment I've given to schools who just started golf. There's a or, organization called T, First Tee Golf Center. It's yep, for yes. inner city kids learning golf. Um, so, so whoever wants to get it to me, I'll get it to them. Through my email address, strikesandouts123 at gmail.com, you send me an email and I'll find a way for me to get it, for it to be shipped to me, and then I'll, I'll find a, a, a good recipient for it. So and strikes and strikes, outs, one, two, three. Yep. And that strikes and outs, A-N-D, outs, O-U-T-S, one, two, three, at gmail.com. Gmail. Right. And Randy, the one thing, most important thing about umpiring, right? Yeah. Strikes strikes and outs. Balls strikes and, and outs. Don't, balls and saves don't get you home. Strikes and outs do. Well, it's all judgment, too. So it is uh, – I, I got to tell you, I would love to uh, – your story. I, I could sit here and speak for hours just on this. Absolutely. Yes. I have found, I literally have found my training these, these past, uh, Bruce Kaufman is my trainer. Who's up here in, uh, the new, it's actually, it's a baseball union, but because we're also softball. Yep. That's what I'm a part of, uh, and Jim stickle. Uh, it is, I have found my training to be unbelievably great. I'm so, I, I didn't think I'd be this excited. Um, but I, I'm also a little nervous because, of just how crazy parents are, uh, and uh, as we, what as a parent, you you are a parent, correctly. I am. I have three boys, and I coached all of them. So yes. Uh, and just how old are your boys now? So 23, 19, and sixteen. Very nice. And so, are you still coaching the younger one? Uh, I actually coached him all the way up through Pop Warner football, which is now called AYF football. Yeah, yeah. Um, we actually won a state championship uh, two years in a row. Went down to Florida. And played in the uh, nationals down there. So yeah, uh, that's uh, who I just came from a meeting with all the parents and, and kids as well. So we get, we're getting to see them being seniors in high school now. So it's great. Yeah. So how do you have time to with all this stuff going on? How do you have time just to be a dad? Well, you know what? That's the most one of the things a tip that I can give is that for those of people that want to criticize and sit there and watch coaches and and. And say this kid should be here, and this kid should be doing this, and just get out there and do it yourself. And um, uh, so there was one year in little league where I coached all three of my boys' teams. Um, during the parade, I ran into the bathroom and changed shirts, 
Um, I walked one kid, one of my kids' teams out, ran in the bathroom, changed, walked the other kids' team out. Not only did I coach all three of them, I ran a snack shack, cleaned the bathroom, and coached the USABL team, um, which was my son's seven U USABL team. Not because there wasn't other fathers and mothers that were willing to do it. It's just because I on, felt at that point I was, you I was the right better. candidate. You could do it yeah. better. You could yeah. do it better. Admit it, right? Yeah. When you're a grassroots I, person, right, you, know, you uh, feel that's, more dedicated. Because that's, right? that's the same way I, I'm like, I, I I knew I could do it better. And it wasn't disrespect to anybody else. I'm just, and that's how I was with all my kids. My oldest is 30. I'm sorry, my oldest is 28, 25. And I, I did coach soccer, but my son's 25. I did his baseball. Then my daughter, who's now 17 and 14, I've coached both them softball. Um, I just knew I could do it better. Uh, yeah, and give I, them I the skill set. I coached travel basketball. I coached travel football. Yeah. Um, you know, it, travel baseball and i i'm also you know i'm, I'm a job so who else better to, to be out there so yeah. you're also a teacher correct i was yes a phys ed teacher so it, it helped yeah so it helps a little bit yeah. um that's fantastic and so what do your kids think about you being an umpire and what you do it's funny they they have not followed my footsteps um <laughs> they so learned maybe, much. maybe purposefully yeah <laughs> You know what? I, I 99% of the time I have good stories about, uh, about being a coach. My middle son, um, one year I decided I was coaching his team and they were five, I believe five or six. And, um, I, I don't know what made me do it, but at draft night, I picked like six kids named Tyler. Um, cause that's like, that, that's the, that was the name that, that year. was the name that that's year. The hot name, yeah. Yeah. And like seven kids were lefties. So every kid's glove came from the same Walmart um, <laughs> and no one had written their names on it. So it was, who's got my glove? Who's got my glove? And yeah, but I'll never forget this story. And this is, it really, really hits hard, hits home when you, when you hear this story. We played our very first game against a good friend of mine who lives around the corner from me. And after one inning, one inning, one of my players came up to me and goes, Coach Esser, thank you so much. I had a great time. And he shook my hand. And I said, well, that's great. But we have just five more innings. He goes, no way. Five more? And I said, yeah. <laughs> no, nope, I'm done. <laughs> so I said, well, yeah, we got to play six innings. And he goes, nope, I'm good. And I looked at their faces, and they were good. They had yeah. played one inning. They were, they were fine. They all got up to bat because everybody batted. Yes. They all got to play. They all threw rocks at each other in the outfield and the kids picked dandelions, Absolutely. you know, and stuff like and that. Chase the Nats. Well, here's the funny thing. Our Little League has a hill right next to the minor, the little kids, the farm Little League field. And the kids all looked at me and said, Coach, can we roll down the hill? <laughs> and I said, I looked at the other coach and he goes, why not? Why and not? that's what we did for the next half hour. We let the kids roll down the hill. It's and, like Little yeah. League when they, they they run down they they do all the rain on the up in Williamsport how they, they go down the yep, hill they slide down a hill that's, that's right. all they, that's and you yep. let them do it because why because they're kids and it's there they're, the hills there they're kids yep yep so awesome. they are kids and that's the most important thing is to remember when you when you see you know you're doing a twelve u basketball game and the parents are screaming at their kids screaming at their kids and then you realize half the kids can't still are struggling tying their shoes. Yeah, they can't even yeah. walk straight and chew gum. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's funny, Tom. So you've given us a lot of you've given Coach a lot of advice about what to look out for when he umps in softball. 
you've given a lot of uh, parents advice about how to behave <coughs> at a sporting event. What about uh, parents just raising kids? You know, this is our dad advice segment. So what advice do you have for other dads? Uh, we well, know that there's no, there's no book, right? There's no playbook. Um, right. There's, you know, every, every dad is different. They have to do what's right for them. But what dad advice do you have for our other dads that has worked for you over time? Well, you know what, this, this joining the other side, as we call it, joining the dark side, like Randy is now, <laughs> uh, joining the dark side as the umpire does help. And I'll give you an example. Um, this year at our football officials banquet, which was down in, um, down in Hamilton, uh, the head football coach from Willingboro High School spoke. Mm -hmm. He used to be the head football coach at Princeton High School. And what he did was now that his kids are getting older, he voluntarily refereed a couple of Pop Warner football games. And this is after being a head football coach at Premier High Schools and getting in the faces of officials for all these years. And he realized how hard it is on the other side. Oh, yeah. And, and that's when he said, I am such a better person now and I have such better respect for officials after going to the dark side and officiating a couple of games and realized I don't belong on that side, you know, um, and only the toughest people do. So um, that's, that's one advice. Um, the uh, second thing is don't force um, or burn out your kids because yeah. um, the, you know, um, Urban Meyer said when he recruited kids at Ohio State, he didn't recruit any kid that only played one sport. Yep. He actually looked for the, the all-around athlete. And, sure. and what's happening now is kids are – parents are focusing kids, focusing kids. And uh, I was telling uh, Adam that I go to Florida and play in a 50-and-over men's baseball tournament every year down really? in Fort Myers. You look like you're 25-30. Yeah, stop it. Um, nice. <laughs> yeah. So, so – I, I'm a knuckleball pitcher, so I can pitch forever. Um, so I was down there. Yeah, 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 I was playing down there, and um, one of the guys on my team was telling me about his daughter played travel softball, and he and he could never get to play in all the men's leagues because he was in Tennessee, he was in South Carolina, he was in all these states following her, and then she came to, up to him senior year in high school after all these schools in the country were looking at her, and he and she said, "Dad, I don't want to play anymore." I'm burnt out. I'm done. I, I'm tired of it and the whole thing. And I think that's one of the things that we have to remember is, uh, by the way, I was fired from coaching the seven new baseball team because I didn't continue coaching them in the summer and in the fall, because I said in the fall, You're not fired from a seven new baseball team by, by text, by the way, I, um, by, by text. Yeah. And you probably yeah. own that. We're very proud of that. I coached the whole spring season, but then I told the parents in the summer, the kids should go swimming and ride their bikes. And in the fall, <laughs> nine of my 11 kids were playing football and soccer. And I Play said, football and soccer, no, no, no yeah. baseball. Right. And, yeah. and, and then I, the organization fired me because they said, um, I should have the kids playing all year round. Oh. Um, yeah. And I, and they also said I should have set positions for the kids at seven years old, at seven years old. Yeah. Yeah. And MD, that's messed up. Man. I, I know it. I know. And I remember like you played travel baseball. I was a sophomore in high school when my head varsity baseball coach came to my classroom and asked me to play catcher that day for the varsity baseball team. And I was never a catcher. And I said, well, I'm a pitcher. And he goes, wait, do you want to pitch JV or catch varsity? Catch varsity. 
And I, I was the catcher of the varsity team from then on after that. I think and I'll catch because, varsity. What's that? I think I'll catch varsity, Coach. Thanks. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, there's a sign up at Little League Fields around the country that yes, says. Tell me. I know you're going to say. Say it. Yep. Let the players play. Let the coaches coach. Let the officials officiate. You just be a parent. Right. And there's you know, now and, a subtext that says, and no one's going D1 today. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Um, uh, and then, you know, um, the other thing was, Randy, you probably, I, I'm sorry, Adam, that I'm not including you, but there's a, we read a, a sportsmanship speech before every game in high yep. school level. Well, um, at the high school, because NGSIA requires it based on, based on all the bullying, all the parents, all the behavior, it's just about a line. You literally have to read this. Now in football games, it's done over the PA system for all the parents, but in softball but it's also, and baseball. It, it, right. But in football, it's not only done um, over the PA system, but both back judges read it to the home team and the visiting the home team. team and, and, the locker and every back. player has to be there to hear it. Every player has to be there. They can't be in a training room. No, nope. The coaches all have to be there as well. And when I read it, not only, and I'm not the only one that reads it, but afterwards I, I say, afterwards I say, now I'm going to, pre- I'm going to end this by saying, respect the game, respect mm-hmm. the officials. We're going to make mistakes too. Yep. We're, we don't yell at you when you make mistakes on the court. Don't yell at us when we make mistakes. And then I say, respect the coaches for doing what they do. Yep. Um, you know, and, and that's how I end it. And I think it's a good way to end it because the kids do kind of get it, you know? So, yeah. So that's why I think that there's a chance for umpires, referees to have an impact on the overall experience for kids in youth sports that mm. we're there to have fun. We're here to be, compete. We want to be, we both sides want to win. But I found amazing is when I started taking my training, the only job of an official is make sure both teams have an equal shot at winning. That's it. That's your job. That's right. And we don't care as we, as, as most parents will say it, when they hear coaches yelling at us and then they know me and they'll say to me after the game, Tom, you don't care who wins. I said, no, I get paid either way. It makes no difference. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It would be kind of cool though. This kind of might even bring some humor to the beginning of the game and relax everybody. So you go through that whole mantra about letting the players play coaches, coach and officials officiate. And then you say, parents, Shut the just up. sit there and shut the hell up. <laughs> and I think I think everybody will get a kick out of that. STF, yeah. you know, baby. You, know, you don't mean it with with any kind of malice, but you also just stop. Let's just there's an just, undertone of you know you got to just calm down and stop being you. Just shut up. So. And just let the and, kids and you know what? And I think we all learn. Um, and I'm gonna get, I'm gonna give you a quick example. When when my middle son was a seven year old, he made a travel all star team. And uh, I was not one of the fathers picked to coach. I didn't know many of these fathers. And, um, but the very first game, this was a seven years. So they were playing with four outfielders. So most people, so left fielder, left center fielder, right center fielder, right fielder. My son was playing left field and he was standing with one foot in foul territory and one foot in fair territory. And there were five coaches on the bench and no one had said anything to him. (laughs) And they were all talking about whatever whatever they were talking about, but no one noticed that my son, first of all, you can't start a baseball game when anyone's standing in foul territory. It's, right it's in the rule book. However, other than the catcher, but my son was, had was striding the outfield, uh, the left field line. So I yelled out to him, Caden, 
move into move into the field. Yeah. And he did. He took a couple steps over. And one of the mothers turned to me and said, Tom, did you read the memo? And I said, what memo? And she goes, the coaches sent out a memo that parents are not allowed to talk from the bleachers to their kids. And I go, okay, well, if one of them would have the five men standing on a bench who nobody noticed my kid standing in foul territory. And and then I understood it from then on. And it, it, you had to bite your tongue a lot. Yep. Because, yeah, yeah. you know, later on in that season, he was batting off of a kid that was throwing gas. Yeah. Uh-huh. And not, not like the catcher was. But no, no, not the farting kid, gas. Yeah. Not right. the farting gas. We're talking an arm that throws 90 right. miles an hour in the, M- in the MLB at some point. Right. And my son was in the front of the batter's box. And I, I'm, I want I to yell out, uh-huh. hey, give you give you a half a second extra. Get but the back, the box, the box. back to the box. Back to the box. The coach is right. But oh. if his coaches weren't telling him to do so, I had to bite my tongue. So, yeah. Awesome. Oh. Our second episode of the season, Bad to the Dad, with Tom Esser, one of the most experienced sports officials in the state of New Jersey. This Tom, is great, This Tom. is a Thank pleasure. You. you know, I told you, and we'll probably go 20, 25 minutes. I knew we were going to go far <laughs> longer just because of all the longer. storytelling and advice, and I'm so glad that we did. Tom, thanks so much for making time. I'm bad to the dad. Uh, we're we're thrilled to have you. You guys, no problem. Stay in touch. I really, really enjoyed this. I'm gonna reach out to you, Tom, because I love your stories. And please do. Someday we'll end up in the same. And You're the gonna, he's gonna have to be we'll your old. Same he's field. gonna have to be your Obi Wan because I don't want you going out there alone, coach. <laughs> he needs a training wheel. He's gonna training wheels, and and I think Tom's gonna be that. There so, you go. Adam, Tom, Adam gave me nine point four nine hours of homework this week, so I just finished nine point four nine hours. Yeah. I love how he says it's me. You know, if it yeah. was learning and development, I would give you 10 minute things to read, but yeah, highly yeah. regulated organization, this healthcare. So, but we're glad you're a part of it, Tom. I think it's a good, good fit. And I'm looking forward to working with you, of course, too. You got it. We'll talk soon. We are bad to the dad. Download us wherever you find podcasts. Hi, everyone. Adam D here. You know, that bone daddy logo that graces all of our social media accounts and some of our swag too. That is the work of Berman Branding, led by Becky Berman. Becky does a phenomenal job with graphic design. She knows her way around a website, but she does so much more. She's also a web strategist and can help your business, small, medium, or large, have a much stronger presence. She'll give you some great ideas as to how to get your brand in front of the eyeballs of your target audience. So visit Becky's Instagram site, at Berman Branding. You can also check out her website, www.bermanbranding.com. It's Berman Branding for all of your graphic design, web design, social media, and marketing strategies. Berman Branding. We are bad to the dead with Coach Randy and Adam D. We've got to show some love again for our sponsors, Berman Branding, led by Becky Berman. That's at Berman Branding on Instagram and BermanBranding.com. You have a small business, you have a large business, you need some marketing advice, you need some graphic design, some public relations, some web design, 
Berman Branding is where it's at. They are the designers of our Bone Daddy logo that you see on our social media platforms and every variation therein. So Berman Branding is where you're going to want to go for that marketing help. Also, the Stan K team and realtor Idan Karen. Idan Karen, one of the top 1% realtors in northern New Jersey in the counties of Union, Morris, and Essex, where all those great schools are. You want a white glove, customized approach to selling your home or buying a home. Well, there's only one source, and that's a Don Karen of the Stan K team. Coach, got to thank Tom Esser for yes. a just a, a, a really solid interview, solid episode. Just enjoyed talking to him. Enjoyed talking to him offline, but he does a great interview. I got to tell you, I uh, thank you. Namaste. Uh, I I could sit there and talk to him forever. Well, you guys are. I mean, please. I mean, just uh, the different stories. Kindred spirits. Um, I I am actually. I think I'm very excited to be an umpire. Yeah. I, I think people think I'm nuts. I might be, but it's like the uh, I've been a, a coach, a parent. This is like the the other side, and I think yeah. you refer to it as the dark side. Uh, <laughs> but there is something about this year, me becoming an umpire, that I'm real excited about. I think. It allows you to continue your love of a sport mm-hmm. uh, in such a way. I'm learning, and I think it's going to help with my my nature. I'm uh-huh. learning how to not take things personally and not how to react and just kind of just... Well, he said that yeah, too, yeah. right? He said, you know, you are entitled to yep. call the game yep. the way you want to call yep. it without worrying about hurting any yeah. parents' feelings in the stands. And that's just the way it goes. You're going to do that. It's judgment. There's no questions about judgment. There's mm-hmm. certain rules you want to question a rule. We'll open the book, and I want to get things right. Yeah. Uh, but there's, I mean, I can't imagine doing five sports, though. Um, I mean, my guess is he, as a former teacher, um, and he's also a former, what did you say, a former... Uh, uh, policeman. Policeman. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's got a couple, uh, you know, uh, he's working off that, pensions. Uh, on a top of it, I mean, listen. Got the right makeup, though. You got too, the right makeup. Right? I mean, you, you get paid seventy-five, eighty dollars yep. a game. So if you're if you're doing five, six games a week, yeah, you know, you're making three something hundred dollars, and that that to me, that's OBX money. Ah, that's OBX okay. So you're money. referring to yes. the rental fees for the the outer banks. house rental, yeah. So that's that's how I'm going to pay for my outer banks. But okay. I am. I'm really excited about but it. But you're also, you know, you're actually doing. You're doing a good service to the community because apparently there is a shortage. Oh, there's of a huge umps. shortage, and the only way kids and these girls have games is if umpires show up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have, I have been, uh, I'm excited, and we'll see what we'll see what happens. I, I'm sure I have plenty of stories coming ahead. He was fantastic. I love his uh, his insight. I mean, the range of his kids was interesting. Yeah, because yeah. uh, he, he saw another kid in high school. Right. But I love the fact that he. He coached all his kids. He must have been his hands full coaching three teams at one time. I cannot fathom coaching three teams. I've done two teams at one time, yeah. but never but never three. Um, but it was really great. Thanks for finding him. Uh, and wow, through through your job, through your business, how do you find these you, people? You meet interesting people, and if you spark up enough conversations, yeah. you're going to find different layers to people. So yeah. we, we hired Tom as a essentially a security guard. Um, and this is, again, one of these blessed jobs where you are escorting nurses and home health aides into areas that are not always the best. A little questionable. A little yeah. questionable. But we want to make sure that our our clinicians are safe when they go into people's yeah. homes. 
So he escorts them into these homes. That's so, a pretty tall guy, big dude. Uh, he, he's a big dude. I'm glad he's on our side. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to tell you that. Um, but I would not want to be arguing balls and strikes yeah. with him because he's, he's got a, a great sense of authority. A pretty good presence. Uh, but he's a wonderful guy and uh, so glad that uh, we met him. So glad that he was able to do Bad to the Dad and we were able to learn something from him, especially with As the always. baseball and softball seasons coming up. Yes, we do. And, you know, he will be one of many in a long line, uh, but we promise to be great guests in season number season nine. Season nine! Oh, you're, you actually put it to music. I'm, I'm working on it. It sounds more like a Dr. Pepper commercial. It could but, be, but I'm working on that. But I like it. I, yeah. I like that you went there. I'm going to keep working on that. made yourself vulnerable. Season nine! Okay. Well, hopefully by, uh, I don't know, week eight or nine, there'll be some harmony and <laughs> people will be singing. Season nine! Oh, going deep, going deep. Okay, very cool. Hey, folks, thank you so much for listening to episode number two with our guest, Tom Esser. We are bad to the dad. Dads, have a great week.